be more. On recognition day here at the church, we give our graduates a gift. One of those gifts is a book by Kyle Eidelman called Not a Fan. I usually write on the inside cover this thought, be more. The implication is now that you've graduated from high school to college, your whole life is in front of you. So don't settle for being average. Be more for Jesus. Wherever you are and at whatever level you find yourself, never settle for being less than you have the ability to be. Make a commitment to be more. You see, one of the hardest things to do is to overcome apathy and the malaise to be mediocre. So often as Christians, we are just satisfied with being saved and not going to hell that we forget we have been charged to be the hands, legs and feet of Jesus until he comes. That means we are to occupy and operate in the power and dominion of Christ until he returns. There are no days off as a believer. Our responsibility and duty never go away. I know life can be difficult, but that does not change the mandate to be salt and light in the world. So whatever the reason you have for not doing, being or becoming, whatever reason you're using to justify being stagnant, get over it and get to it. We need your love and light in the world for Jesus. We need all hands on deck. If you have not noticed, it's crazy out here and God needs his people to shine like the sun, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N. His love was built in sacrifice. It wasn't about what he thought or felt or right or wrong because we were all wrong, but his love made us right. Now you and I are called the righteousness of God, but it didn't start with us. It started with his sacrifice. You see, often we shy away from suffering because it's attached to pain and no one wants to suffer. But there are different types of sacrifice and suffering. You see, childbirth is pain and suffering, but it produces life. Physical therapy after surgery or an injury is suffering and pain, but it makes the body stronger. Rigorous study can be sacrificial and even painful at times, but it produces competency that equips us to do something greater. Sacrifice, y'all, is the soup that provides the nourishment for a greater tomorrow. Without it, mediocrity rules and we never reach our full potential. See, to have a dream without sacrifice or effort is to live your life in a nightmare. Christ did not die for a that will do kind of people. He sacrificed the wonder of heaven, came down among us and lived the life of a mere mortal, infected us with his love and showed us how to overcome. He suffered at the hands of the same people he created only to die as a common criminal, having done nothing wrong so that we could be like him. Without his suffering, there would be no us. See, good parents sacrifice and suffer for the good of what their children can become. That is why they're so hurt when they don't amount to anything. It feels like an indictment against their daily sacrifice. Paul says in Philippians 3.10, Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. When Jesus came out on the other side of suffering, resurrection was the result. In other words, if we allow suffering, it can produce resurrection moments. We don't have to stay down and out licking our wounds. Resurrection is a viable possibility, but it does not come without death. 
We must be willing to die to things that do not produce life. Listen, hatred does not produce life. Animosity does not produce life. Disrespect does not produce life. Blame does not produce life. The disregard for human life at any level or in any color does not produce life. An elitist, better than thou attitude does not produce life. Listen to me. All of the wonderful and all of the wonderful things Jesus charged us to do. He gave us an admonition that we seem not to want to hear or pay attention to. Listen to Mark 3, verses 24 through 27. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. Well, I got news for y'all. Listen, the strong man has invaded our house and he's seeking to plunder our goods. When we separate or make distinctions based on the color of a person's skin, we are creating the climate for the enemy to invade our house. When we miss the fact that God has created from one blood all nations to dwell on the face of the earth and appointed the dwelling places, we create the climate for the enemy to invade our house. Our creed or pledge of allegiance as a nation says we are one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Until that statement is more than words we recite, we will forever be ravaged by a merciless adversary whose primary objective is to steal, kill, and destroy. Believers of every nation, creed, and tongue who call America home must rise and say no more. No more injustice. No more hatred. No more indifference. No more. We will not go gently into that good night nor take our rest in Zion. There's work to do. Jesus has commanded us to occupy until he returns with a love that will deliver us all. And if you are a believer, there's no getting around the possibility of suffering. So stop trying. Even if you never see it or experience it on a profound level, just know that it is a guaranteed possibility. To live in the culture we are living in right now means suffering may be closer than you think. Because eventually you and I will have to choose sides. You will either stand for Jesus or stand against Jesus. That means you will either love everybody or make God's word a lie. Because he said in 1 John 4.20, if someone says, I love God. And hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? It can't be about who's right and who's wrong, even though identifying the problem is critical if we are going to solve it. Our resolve must be built in what will heal a nation. We live in a democratic society. That means we won't always agree or even get along. But that doesn't mean we can't pursue peace in the spirit of love. It will save us all. My brothers and sisters, we are the example to the world of what diversity and unity looks like. For we are many members, but one body. Each life matters even when it feels like yours may not. Hear me, it just may be your season to sacrifice and suffer so that the body of Christ can get stronger. Because we are in this thing together. Be not weary in well-doing, for we shall reap if we faint not. So keep striving, keep reaching, keep loving, and we shall overcome. Be more, y'all.
be more. Whatever that looks like for your life at whatever stage you may be and wherever you are, be more. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church Indian Trail in Marshville, North Carolina, and you've been listening to Soul Food.